This episode of The Strike Letter is brought to you by Sayre. We all know questions are at the heart of any interesting conversation. The better the question, the better the conversation. That's where Sayre comes in. Sayer, that's S-A-Y-E-R, is an app that allows you to ask questions of the world, share your opinions and predictions, and get curious on a global scale. So pick up that iPhone, go to sayerapp.com slash collider, that's S-A-Y-E-R-A-P-P dot com slash collider, and install the app. Install Sayer and start questioning everything today. A science story, huh? And I just thought, well, I figured it, out. it was that golden moment. Because science was on my side. Hey everyone, I'm Ben Lilly, and welcome to the Story Collider, where we bring you true personal stories about science. We have a show coming up in San Francisco at the Rickshaw Stop, October 26th. Go to storycollider.org for more info. This week's story is from Adriana Salerno. It was recorded in July 2015 at One Longfellow Square in Portland, Maine. I am a mathematician. Um, That does not mean that I see equations floating when I stir milk into my coffee. Um, Although that's what popular media would like you to believe. If you've seen A Beautiful Mind, there's lots of equations floating in the air. We don't see that. Um, What that means is that I uh, work on solving math problems. Uh, That is part of my job. Okay, so um, stuff that maybe not everyone really likes to spend time on, but I, that's my job. And, um, but last year, about exactly a year ago, I found myself working on a slightly different kind of problem. Um, I had just gotten back from some conference travel last summer, and so I had all this free time, and I said, okay, I'll work on my research problem. Again, one of these math problems that I work on. And uh, I would get up and say, okay, I'm going to work on my problem after breakfast. I would have breakfast while watching Netflix, of course. And then suddenly it was lunchtime. And so I would say, well, I don't want to waste too much time on cooking because I have to work on that math problem. And I would call the pizza place. I would order pizza. I would eat my lunch, again, watching Netflix. Suddenly, it was dark. And I had some leftover pizza, so I would just eat that. And then I hadn't showered, but I'm like, eh, nobody dies from not showering for a day. So I would, um, I said, well, tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll work on my math problem. Tomorrow I'll take a shower. Um... (laughs) You're laughing, but this went on for at least seven days. Um, I would get out of bed. I was like, today, today I'm really going to do this. And then I would do nothing. And after seven days, I was, I had done no research. I was kind of smelly. And I was on a first name basis with the pizza guy. So... You know, this is a moment where you start thinking, like, maybe there's something else going on. You know, and you have probably all diagnosed me 
at this moment, maybe not. Um, but it took me a while to realize what was, what was happening with me. Um, and I should say maybe part of it is what makes me good at math or the kind of work that I do made me very bad at recognizing this other problem that I needed to be working on. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about my work. Um, and promise you won't learn anything. Um, so I am a mathematician, but I particularly work in number theory. This is a very old area of math, um, goes all the way back to the Greeks. It really just is trying to understand properties of numbers. It sounds very simple, but it's been around for a long time, and the problems can be very, very complicated. Um, it's kind of exciting to work on something that's that old, but at the same time, it can be really daunting. Um, so, okay, maybe you'll learn a little bit. Um, so one famous example is Fermat's last theorem. Maybe you've heard this. This was famously solved in like 1994. Um, it had been written in a piece of paper by Fermat 350 years before, okay? So what I'm trying to get at is when you start working in a problem in math and maybe even more in number theory, you don't know if it's gonna take you a month or a year or the whole mathematical community 400 years or something to solve, right? You don't know. And so um, that makes me feel pretty small and really, you know, kind of frustrated sometimes. It can make you feel really awesome when you solve something. Um, but it also makes you really sort of like stubbornly persistent. You know, you know you have to work through things. And so that's kind of how I felt that week. I was like, I'm just, I just need to get, you know, I just need to solve this problem by myself. I'm going to do this. And of course the problem I had was not a math problem that week, right? Um, and at the end of that week, Robin Williams committed suicide. And um, I cried for days and I did not know why. I didn't know this guy. I prob he was probably a very nice guy. I have no idea but I was crying like I lost a friend or a family member, you know? And I started reading, people started posting a lot of stuff about depression and about suicide, and I started reading a lot, a lot, every article someone posted, I would read, and then I would cry, and then I would read some more, and I realized I was doing research on a new problem, right? The problem was my depression. I was like, okay. I am a depressed mathematician. And so, um, but I approached this very scientifically, right? And so I started doing this research. And then I realized they had, this had probably been going on for a long time. And because um, I could remember like sort of the previous maybe even two years where, you know, I was... The reason it took me so long was that, well, I can still do work, I can still do all the things that I'm supposed to do, but I had no energy and no time for anything else. You know, it's just one of those things where you're like functioning well when doing all the things that you're supposed to be doing, right? But then all the things, all the extra things you just stop doing, like cooking your own food, so you order pizza, or, you know, showering every day, <laughs> or um, talking to your parents. Um, so I realized this, this, 
reminded me of when I was in college and I did a lot of uh, high altitude, well, I didn't do a lot of it, but I did some high altitude mountain climbing. And there was this one peak that we climbed um, that was like 18,000 feet. So that's a lot, you know? And at some point you start feeling the altitude. And um, I remember this strategy that I had when I was at that altitude where I was like, okay, you just need to take two steps and then you can pause and breathe. Okay, just like take a pause and then two steps and then just breathe and then two steps and then just breathe. And then I realized this is exactly the kind of depression that I was feeling, you know, where you're just, you're doing things, but you just don't have enough oxygen, right? And so you're just, you can do all the things that you are supposed to do, but you, it takes so much effort, right? And then I think that week leading up to Robin's William, Robin Williams' suicide was basically like me getting altitude sickness, you know, like it was, it was finally, it got to be too much. And so I, I called a therapist and then they had no room and I cried for like an hour. And then I cried and I called another therapist and they said no and I cried for another hour. And this is exactly what I was doing when I was mountaineering, right? Like it was like, okay, now you have to call the second person on this list. And eventually someone responded and I had an appointment and I cried throughout that whole first appointment. Um, but things started getting a little bit better, not just because they were getting better, but because I felt empowered just by the fact that I was doing something about it. I didn't feel that great yet. Um, so those good things were happening, like I was on medication. By the way, the therapist agreed with me that I was depressed. Um, for a mathematician, validation of your conjectures is great. You know, like, I was like, yes. Um, someone believes in what I just guessed at from reading on the internet. So um, I was on medication. I was going to therapy. I started um, coming out to my family and friends as a depressed person. I would say, like, hi, mom, I have something to tell you. And she's like, okay. I'm like, I am depressed. And she's like, oh, yeah, I knew that. Anyway, so, um, so, and then some bad things happened. Like, my, I lost my grandmother. Um, she was sort of one of the most awesome, positive, and stubborn people that I knew, you know. And so losing that was a big deal. Um, and then um, I was also going through the tenure process at Bates. And so I was submitting all my materials um, shortly after realizing I had my depression slash altitude sickness. And so um, you know what's hard about tenure? It's not, it's not just that it's hard, but it's hard to convince people that you're awesome when you don't think you're awesome, right? Like you're, you're like, you should keep me because I'm great. And then you feel like a total liar, right? Like you're just like, yeah, I don't... All you're thinking about is all the research you didn't do because you were depressed, and then all the stuff that, like, all the teaching you didn't do as great as you could because you weren't, like, totally in it, you know? And so um, it was hard turning in those materials. It, di it didn't feel rewarding. But that same week, it started getting cold in Maine. By the way, I'm Venezuelan. Cold for me 
is not really cold for most people. <laughs> but um, I, I do not, my anatomy is not well adjusted to the main winters. And this was the main fall. And I was already like worried. Um, and so I decided to turn on my heat because I'm like, whatever, no, I don't care if people think I'm weak, you know? And so I'm Venezuelan. And so um, I tried to turn on my heat and it wasn't working. And I had this one moment where I was like, you know, sort of seeing myself falling back into that like deep, dark pit of despair, you know? And I was like, just something went wrong, right? And previously, it would have been a disaster, you know? Like, I just would have, like, moped and put on a bunch of blankets on top of me and talked and thought, like, oh, life sucks or whatever. Um, but in one second, I was like, I just shook it off. And I said, okay, I can do this. I'm smart, maybe. And um, I read the side of the... Thing, the heater and I was like okay I diagnosed its problem I fixed it and then the heat worked and I have never been so proud of myself but it wasn't just because I fixed the stupid heater it's because I was able to sort of like quickly move on to the solution right when I know that six months before it would have been a completely different thing that was sort of the first sign that I was coming out of whatever it was. And so that was just a huge moment for me. Not the 10-year stuff, but the heater. And, um, and by the way, for uh, people who work on hard problems, like small victories like that are really important. Um, anyway, so now we're here, and um, I know that... I am a depressed mathematician. I know that I'm going to have to keep working on that. Uh, I did get tenure, so that's good. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and surprisingly, when you're less depressed, um, you're better at working on the hard math problems, so I actually solved some of those things, too. Um, so now I know that I have to keep working. There's just one problem not math problem, that I'll have to be, keep working for the rest of my life. Um, and that is how to become a happy, uh, depressed mathematician. <laughs> that was Adriana Salerno. Adriana is originally from Caracas, Venezuela. She received her PhD from the Mathematics Department at the University of Texas in 2009, and she joined Bates College that year. Her research interests are number theory and arithmetic geometry, and she's also interested in communicating mathematics to the general public. The Story Collider is produced by me, Brian Wechter, and Barker, I, Daniel, Christine Gentry, Skylar Bear, and Liz Neely. The podcast is produced by Rose Eveleth. Additional from Brooke Williams, Lena Groger, and Justin D'Ambrosio. The theme music is by Ghost. Special thanks to One Longfellow Square for hosting the show, and to Birthdays for coming around once a year. Thanks for listening. <laughs>